and welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast brought to you by Man Repeller, hosted by moi, Leandra Medine. You may or may not know that March was Careers Month or is Careers Month on Man Repeller. At the beginning of the month, we published a story that introduced the month and also asked you guys, the readers, to share a little bit of what you'd like to see But I realized that in some of the questions, it would really help for us to dedicate an entire episode of Monocycle to my answering some of these questions. How do people find jobs? I find the internet is such a great tool, but my dad is always harping on me to cold call people on the phone and ask, what do you guys do? My answer to that is that the new definition of a cold call is a cold email. You really, really do have to employ that same tactic and just get in touch with everybody who you admire, send them a resume, One of our employees actually mailed me her resume with a a note, and it wasn't handwritten, it was typed, but it was printed. And I was really impressed that she had found our office address. And then I looked over her resume, I read the note, it was like thoughtful and really grounded and felt kind of centered, so I emailed her and we met. That kind of stuff really does work. Someone else asks, I'm a 26-year-old lead in a tech company and we're growing so fast. It's an amazing experience, but also feels like I'm constantly figuring out things as I go. I am constantly figuring things out as I go. It's like I throw to the wall and what sticks, sticks, and we go with that, and what doesn't is just swept off the floor after it falls. But really, I mean, that's what, that's what humanity is. That's what the cycle of life is. It's learning from the experiences that present themselves to us as they do and trying to become better people as a result of that. And when I say better people, I don't just mean like humanitarianly because, like, yeah, absolutely, that's important. But we learn for work from the experiences that are thrown our way. I mean, if it was all predictable, we'd all be like millionaires and billionaires because we'd all have it figured out. The person who succeeds figures out how to act nimbly and quickly as a response to the new variable that throws itself at them. There are so many unknown variables. There are so many new challenges that present themselves to you. It's like little surprises at every corner. And sometimes they're great and sometimes they suck. But as long as you can remember that when they suck, it's only temporary the same way that it's also only temporary when it's great, I think you'll be fine. This is a really good question too. How do you navigate work and life in your 20s so that you set yourself up for success in your 30s? I'm still only 27, so I don't know if I'm setting myself up for success in your 30s, but to answer this question, I would like to quote my dad, who always says this to me. You should spend your 20s working your ass off because right now you and all your friends, you're at the same level and you're working the same amount of hardness and this is not when the fun counts. You're going to want to have fun when you're 55 and your kids are out of the house and all your friends are, are starting to think about not retirement but slowing down at work. They've got their teams in place. They can take time off and you're going to want to spend time with them and that's when fun is going to matter. So work your ass off. Work really hard now because that's what you're supposed to do in your 20s. It's kind of what you're supposed to do in your 30s too. And I found that to be really valuable advice. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't feel like life is passing you by. And by the way, this is not to say that you shouldn't have fun because your 20s are an important time for self-navigation and to figure out what you like and what you don't like. But part of that is taking yourself to these extremes, testing your limits, trying to understand what you can and can't do. And I think that 
that self-awareness and that understanding that all of the places you're taking yourself, all of the feelings you're feeling, is exactly what's going to set you up for success, not just in your 30s, but your 40s and your 50s and your 60s and your 70s. And like, I don't know, do you think I'm still going to be recording episodes of Monocycle when I'm 110? How do those of us stuck in a job find our way to our career? Beyond self-exploration, how do we remove the golden handcuffs that often tie us to a job, income stability, bonuses, health insurance, other benefits, in order to chase a career dream that may offer less stability? I really like your golden handcuff analogy, so if you, if you like to write and if you're interested in writing, this is a pretty like nicely crafted question slash sentence. I don't, know, I don't know, you could apply for a job at Manorpeller. We're handing out careers left and right, if you know what I'm saying. But I think the reality of the answer to this question is that what you're asking isn't how do those of us stuck in a job find our way to a career, it's how do you condition yourself to be more uh, eager to take a risk. I'm totally a bet hedger, I really am. And so I sympathize with where you're coming from. It is really hard to let go of the cushy stuff that defines comfort in the workspace and to pursue a quote-unquote dream. So ask yourself what it is that you want to be doing. Put a list together of the companies that you feel like will allow you and support you to do those tasks, but also make sure that these are companies that you're really passionate about that you would want to be involved in. And then starting to take small risks every day, like do something that pushes you out of your comfort zone every day. They could be as menial as if you get coffee at the same Starbucks every day, why don't you walk three blocks to the other like indie coffee shop that you've never been to before and get a coffee from there. I think what you'll find in doing these small things is that you're going to feel empowered by the change that you're putting in place and you're going to become addicted to that feeling of empowerment that might make making this change feel a little bit easier and more digestible. As a freelancer who's also trying to run a small design business, I often find myself stuck in and overwhelmed by my daily to-do list, which overflows into every tomorrow. How do you stay organized amid all inspiration and the doing? A freelancer running small business, I totally understand where you're coming from. It is so easy to get caught up in the minutia of the job and just focus on like the micro tasks that need to get done daily that don't speak to the macro, that don't facilitate year over year growth and all of that stuff. And especially when you're coming from a design point of view and what you feel like you're best at is the creative and all of a sudden you're stuck having to do all of this administrative stuff. So... Amelia wrote about something called the Pomodoro Method. And basically what this Pomodoro Method is, is it's sort of like cross-training where you're working for 20 minutes, you take a break for 10. Working 20 minutes, take a break for 10. And what you can do by employing this Pomodoro Method is delegate what different tasks you're going to be doing within these 20 minutes. Because what we don't realize is how much time gets wasted each day just sitting in our inboxes or surfing the web. It's like hours go by, but not sequentially, you know? If you just, if you gather all the hours together at the end of the day that you spend sitting on your computer doing nothing, you'll notice that like you probably only worked half of the day. So by employing a cross-training technique, 
or quote unquote the Pomodoro method, you actually you actually get done the things that you need to do during the day and then that frees up a lot of mental space. And because the mental space is freed up by simple virtue of this, your creative juices start flowing again. And when they start flowing is of course when the ideas come and that's probably gonna make sleeping at night a lot easier. This is something that I struggle with constantly. Uh, the reality of the fact is that when you're running a small business, the ideas are gonna strike all the time. It's never gonna happen that like you're gonna go to bed not thinking about work and wake up not thinking about work. That's that's just not what like having a baby feels like, you know? And that's that's what running a business is, it's having a child. So I would say get it out of your mind that you're ever going to be in a circumstance, even like when you're on vacation where you're not thinking about work all the time. And that's not a bad thing. If you love what you do, I mean, there are much worse things that could be on your mind, right? What's been really helpful is noticing the anxiety-induced spirals that I take myself on, noticing that they're tendencies of my mind, that they're not constructive and they're not conducive to what's happening, and then just putting them away, right? Stop yourself when you think, like, I should be sleeping, I should be sleeping, and then think to yourself, is this actually helping? Is there, like, is there something beneficial that can come from my thinking this? And if the answer is no, then you just stop thinking it. Like, don't think about the fact that you should be sleeping and just freaking go to sleep. Count sheep. Think about what you're going to wear tomorrow to work. And just let the next genius idea strike. Okay, that's what I got for you today. If you have any more questions, please feel free to leave them in the comment box below. Or... Give us a five-star rating on iTunes.